Ayo. Shanti and it's Antoinette and you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yizzo! Yes. Yeah, we gotta create Soul like a little sister. I know we gotta come <laughs> up with something. <laughs> How are you, Sheila? Let's act like I didn't just talk to you for an hour and a half. There you go, showing the back of house. Back of Isn't house, baby. We gotta be knows until you show. They be like, why they wearing the same thing again? <laughs> <laughs> they know. <laughs> Listen. Listen. It is October twentieth. For the retail world, I may be behind. The, the The fourth quarter in the retail world is when you are bulking up. You are locking, loading your gun, ready to shoot. So it's a bit stressful. It is a oh bit no. stressful. Um, each year I'm getting better and better at preparing. But I have a lot of moving pieces that tempt me to believe an old narrative about myself you Mm. know it tempts me to like when things get challenging I'm like I can't do this I don't want to do this um and like something as easy as like sending emails having meetings with people like take a lot of emotional Mm. fucking labor in a lot of ways because it's like you're trying to show up trying to like move this thing along but then you have to manage all of these interpersonal nuances on top of your own like self-critique and insecurity and like it's a lot it's a lot i'd be in that fucking coffee shop sweating bullets (laughs) (laughs) having emotional roller coasters but i had a little revelation um I drop my daughter off early in the morning and I, I go to the coffee shop. I did some work. So I worked from like 830 to like two. And um, at around two o'clock, like straight, my, my mind's buzzing a little bit. Like it's getting a little, I don't know. My brain gets like cottony a little bit when I know like, all right, I need to take a break. But I still had things that I needed to do. But I had this voice in my head because where this coffee shop is, it's really close to water and like a trail. And I was like, no, you need to just like, fuck it. You need to just like get up and go. And I was like, oh, no, I can I can just, you know, I I was maybe I was going to go run errands. Maybe I was going to go to the thrift store and like distract myself consuming something. But the other voice was like, no, bitch, like go ahead to the water. So I walked to Valley Green and... It was this beautiful reminder of what disruption can do, like disruption to not only my schedule, but also a disruption to 
the thoughts that I was thinking, it was like a crack. It cracked the entire spiral. It stopped the spiral that I found myself going down. It helped me to relax. It helped me to be more reasonable with myself. And it helped me to like remind myself of what was possible. And it made me think about... I've also been like listening to just th- looking at the news, thinking about the world and how everything's just falling the fuck apart. And as I was walking, I was like, we are so energetically resigned to our mundane schedules and ideas of success and ideas of what family and relationships can be. We're just like, going along doing this thing not knowing if we even really like the things that we're doing not questioning it not ignoring the parts of us that are like this is wildly uncomfortable or wrong or like i don't really fuck with this shit and as a consequence like the 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 society not society but like shit is falling apart in so many ways and it feels like there's like this collective resignation to it it's like uh uh i don't know what to do what can we do i'm just gonna keep on following the same patterns of like change that we knew in the past i'm just gonna no knocking to voting or whatever but i'm just gonna like follow the same political models that i think i should be following and represent the party that i think i should be following do my due diligence and there, there, there just feels like there's this collective surrendering that we're doing. And it finally hit me when I was walking and I was like, the, the power of disruption, the power of like doing something different that you, as subtle as in my day of like, oh, fuck it. No, I'm gonna just go for a walk. Like, even though I, it's not necessarily the most productive thing to do. I'm, I just have to disrupt this routine that I'm in. And it just cracked so much for me. And I feel like when people are in practice of that in your personal life, if you find ways to like disrupt the regular thing, whether that be in your work, whether that be in your friendships, whether that be in your family dynamics, I feel like it opens up another path, like another path just kind of opens up of possibility and you're like, oh shit, this other thing can happen. It, it resets in a way, it generates in a way that felt, it almost, it felt almost like inspirational mm-hmm. in that moment. I was like, oh, okay, there, we're not necessarily stuck. Like myself, I'm not stuck in my own narrative of myself and how I think I should be working. Um, And in my own personal, like, oh, recognition of this, I was like, oh, like this is possibly how we as a collective, like break out of this resignation spiral, this surrender spiral that it feels like we're all in because shit is just falling apart in so many ways. And we're like, Okay, well, anyway, also white men have been noticing me (laughs) and what a segue. This is really taking me out. Like today, I swear to God, at least 
Over the past two days, at least five men have been keeping eye contact with me, have been like smiling, have been like, hey, hi, how are you doing? Oh, you fine. Talking to me? No, girl. I have a red uh, red hot chili peppers jacket that I bought because I'm <laughs> obsessed with Melody Asani and she's married to Flea. And I also really like red hot chili peppers. But them white men see that jacket and they're oh. like, hey. Like, I like your jacket. Like, oh, it's my favorite band. And I was like, they're these like, niggas just need an in. They, they just, just need a, they just need to know that like, oh, you tapped they in They can a relate. Bit. They're like, yes. oh, you broke down the, the barrier a little bit. That's like your olive branch. Yes. I'm safe. So if you're trying to get in with a vanilla face man, if you're trying to get loved up Child. by a white man, you got to find that thing and then they will. Do the Beatles they'll work? Come. What do you think? I'm you not said what? Do, could I wear like a Beatles shirt? I'm not. I would be so curious to see what kind of white men I would. I, Be- Beatles feels attract. like too uh, mainstream in no. a way. You got to put like a like a Rage Against the Machine shirt on, that. or you got to like you got to put like a little obscure obscure like white or a reference. film like a white people white guys love obscure films and shit. Like oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm getting the Wait. eyes, all kinds of ages too. I wow. said, it's the fucking jacket. <laughs> I want to see this jacket. They were like, oh, she's one of us. She's one of us. Safe. They're into it. I'm here for it. Don't. It. Matter of fact, Rashi, break up with her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my updates. I don't have, I'm looking. I'm looking for a retreat over the new year. I'm realizing that I want to, I need to travel. Have I been anywhere this year? I don't think I have. Just LA. Have you? And I have, that doesn't count because that's, I don't count, local, I don't count US stuff. I haven't been I'm anywhere. I haven't been the out exotic the country. land of Atlanta, girl, you trying to call? <laughs> Stop trying to get me to go to Atlanta with you. <laughs> Atlanta, I'm like, girl, oh, no. Man. No, I'm good. You enjoy. I'll watch you with your stories. Um, <laughs> No, I'm looking up these retreats. I want to go over the holiday. So I want to go like maybe Christmas into the new year. Um, and I'm not looking for like, I don't think I'm looking for an adventure retreat, but I might take it. Everything that I'm finding is in like Costa Rica or. Um, what, do, what does adventure retreat mean? A lot of I'm times sorry. it's like just action packed. You're like, all yeah. right, we're doing this, this, this. It's like, I'd like a healthy mix. I found one that was like, you're going to meditate. You're going to journal. You're going to do yoga twice a day and you can leave and go do other things. But this is what we're focused on. And I was with it. And then they said vegan options only. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely want. Uh, it's the best fish I ever had. Plates. Yo. Nasty. <laughs> no, Ma- vegan is delicious. But damn it. If I'm going to Costa Rica, you go give me some of that fish. That fish was delicious. Uh. Ooh, that's top two. The best fish I ever had was in Ghana, but that, what was it? It was, a, um, I don't remember. I can't remember. It wasn't even a crap fish. It was so good. Oh, I, and I kept getting it every day. I would walk to that little hut and go get that fish, but I'm looking for recommendations. It doesn't need to be Costa Rica. It doesn't need to be Mexico. Help me out. Help me help myself. I really, really want to go. And I'm not afraid of not seeing my family for the holidays. I've already set those boundaries up. Are you trying to go like this year, this year? 
Yeah, girl. When is Christmas and the New Year this year? Oh, forgive oh. me. I thought I, I thought like um the New Year. I saw oh, the in new the New Year. So was, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, New Year's, like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, like that that time frame because work is going to be intense, um, and I need to reset, um, so that I can come back and tighten again. Um, in other news, <laughs> we received a voicemail that was interesting. I only read the transcript. I have not heard the voicemail, um, but I read the first part of the transcript and was like, okay, I obviously need to address this and maybe apologize. So I'm going to play it. This is out. I'm venturing out of our format. Disruption. To dis- disrupting. You told me to disrupt. So here we are. So let me play it right now. Hi, ladies. This is Shannon from Dallas. Okay, so I am currently listening to this week's um, new episode. And I have been trying my hardest not to say anything about this for a while. But I just want to know what Antoinette's beef is with black women being so comfortable with themselves. Like, for instance, every time there's something pertaining to Chloe, I feel that Antoinette has to go out of her way to be like, oh, she, she's forcing this on us. She's doing this because she wants attention. And then with today's episode, the same thing with Lizzo. Oh, I don't feel like she's comfortable. I just want her to just be and just be herself. Why can't what she's doing now just be her being comfortable and being herself. And please don't take this the wrong way, but I sometimes feel like, Antoinette, you project what you're afraid to do onto these well onto yeah, well onto these women in particular. Like it it more than once you have said something about Chloe and oh she's I just feel like she's doing too much for attention and She's just, I feel like she's forcing it instead of just being like, you know what? She knows she's the shit and she is unapologetically herself and she don't give a fuck what nobody thinks. Why, why, why is it gotta be like, okay, well, she's presenting that, but I feel like it's forced. And then to say the same thing about Lizzo, well, okay, well, she's going to the games with thongs on and I, I just feel like she's not comfortable with herself. Why can't she be so confident in herself? That that's just how she presents herself. Why is that always questioned? Like, I just, I need to know why does Antoinette always have to find a problem in black women's confidence? That's all. Have a nice day, ladies. They're going to drop that bomb talk about some toodles. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Um, all right. A couple things. I'm going to take that and I'll sit with it. Um, I want to I want to first say that I I definitely welcome criticism. I am not perfect. Um I also want to be really clear cuz I think I've done myself a disservice a little bit and I'm not saying that this is at all what um I don't think she said her name. Oh no, Shannon. At all what Shannon was was saying or alluding to. But I just want to make it clear that when we talk about black women, I am a black woman. And that doesn't mean that 
there's no space where black women don't harm other black women. Not saying that. I just need to clarify that because I feel like there's this other category that I may have placed myself in that, um, that, yeah, I need to, I need to clarify that on this podcast. So that's, that's number one. Um, I also think that the thing that I'm trying to say about Lizzo as a bigger woman, what I think I was not um, articulating my thoughts very well because I didn't want to come off as a hater, but I guess it ended up coming off that way anyway. I want Lizzo to just be able to be herself. And I'm not saying that she's not. and, And I'm not saying I'm right about any one of these women. I'm giving my opinion. So... That's another thing. But what I'm saying is I, f- I feel like it is unfair that anytime Lizzo does anything, it seems that it's an act of bravery. It seems like, because that's, that's the narrative behind it. It, it's, it seems like she has to constantly make a statement to preemptively get ahead of the bullshit that she's going to receive. I root for Lizzo. I want to see that lady win. I do think some, I still think that some of it is a bit forced and I don't think that it's not by for good reason. I've, I'm more frustrated at the fact that I feel that she, everything she does is a fucking act of resistance that frustrates me. And I think she knows that after reading the interviews, after watching her speak, her talk about her mental health, her talk about the internet trolls, she has even alluded to the fact that some of the stuff she does, she does it because she's like, I'm going to be so in your face so that you can't hurt me, but it still hurts. And that's all I'm trying to allude to is like this whole, like, I don't care what anybody thinks. That's not real for any human. So when I see it, it makes me sad for her. It's not hate. I'm frustrated for her. So I just need to clarify that because I don't think that I said that that well. The Chloe thing, I think that we've both had um, some interesting takes on Chloe. I think I think it's interesting that mine is the, the one that's being brought to the forefront, but I don't want to drag you into that. Um, but I don't I don't know that we've disagreed on what the energy that we get from Chloe and that it feels a bit. I'm not a fan of Chloe's performances, but not Chloe as. Yeah, I don't mind her. her I'm being. just talking about her <clears throat> performances. I'm not talking about her way of being. She could do her thing. But again, you're going to get brown a- skin privilege probably. So I'm not getting roped in to this. This is all nuanced in a way. But I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think I know. that um, you're going to come here. You're going to get opinions. And just because I have critiques of women or men or anyone, especially black women does not mean that I am not completely rooting for them. So I just want to make that really, really clear moving forward. Um, And if I've offended anyone, I apologize. I do my best not to do that, but um, yeah, that's all I have to say. So thank you for your voicemail, Shannon. Please rate and subscribe and share around the way, girl. <laughs> comment. Uh, comment. <laughs> Do your thing, y'all. I mean, that's going to be a it's part good. of it. It's good. It's good. 
it's good it's good healthy discussion not to shy away from it it's good it's good mm-hmm. it's all good i think it's it's also very interesting but i'll leave it at that um, <laughs> now now i'm the one that's <laughs> listen you're the one what it's I think interesting around politics i think around politics people definitely like to critique and have things to say i it just it, it just no 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 i'm not talking people. about politics i'm talking about when it comes to when we get backlash around black women or around like that kind of stuff, it it comes to me. And I think well, it's, I don't have the same opinions with the, the the way that you felt about Lizzo. But anyway, I don't want, this isn't about whatever, whatever was shared or whatever was misconstrued in that episode was, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that me having any critique on Lizzo has anything to do with Lizzo being black. I just want to make that really clear. And I think it's oh, clear that Oh, you're talking that about the centering of black, the othering of you and the centering of that's black. That's what I'm speaking okay. to. Okay. Is okay. that yeah, I'm no, good that's... with everything else, but uh-huh. to equate those two things is what is interesting to me. And I'm not going to say that black people cannot harm other black people. I'll leave room for that and I will make sure that I observe my behavior in that way. I'm just saying, I think it's interesting that that, was the equation mm. there. I heard that. Okay. Moving right along. Hot shit. I am very excited. By the time this comes out, when is this going to come out? Monday. We would have recorded. We're having a full week <laughs> takeover. Around the way curls takeover of See The Thing Is with Bridget and Mandy B. Your girl Shanti would have drove up from Philadelphia, and she is going to hold her own on the couch with the girls. They won't let us record together for some reason. Which I is, wish they would. They I won't. Said, I'm would like, not do that? It's the dynamic duo. What the fuck? She was like, <laughs> Mandy was like, no, we get her by by herself, and it will get you by yourself. I said, okay, fine. So y'all gonna get? I can't wait for this. I. I cannot wait to honestly sit and listen to you cackle and you carry on. They are, they love you. And so I'm excited to see you guest host. It feels like a very, a lot of pressure. Why? It's not the fact of being alone. I think you are beloved in that community. And they're going to be like, what is this? They Get gonna, this girl, girl out they, of here. They wah, like, wah. You ain't hear that voicemail. If they love me, they're going to love you. They like me. They're going to love you. <laughs> I'm playing. No. But no, they I'm telling you, I, I don't think that you realize how brilliant you are and how funny you are and how smart and personable and witty. Yeah, I, I know you myself. Don't get it. I know myself. No, it's not. It's not that. It's OK. It's OK. It's OK. <laughs> but I also have a sense of. I, I might be setting myself up, but why? Why do you think I don't be that? wrong about shit? I really don't be. <laughs> I really. I'm gonna be I in really the room. Don't be wrong about stuff. No. I'm not scared to talk to them. That's not what I feel. What do you fear feel? around? But it's not. That's not my business. It's okay. It, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. You feel fear around what? Please tell me. Tell me at least. I just offline. said it to you. I, I didn't feel hear it. like. I, don't get it. I feel like the the audience is familiar with you and you're like the beloved guest of see this thing is and 
and representative around the way curls and then the other round the way curls are gonna be like boo bring the other girl no I'm back. Just, you know what's crazy is that that audience every week they're like this person's my favorite guest this person they just they say such it nice doesn't, things the, the thing isn't week, to be a, a favorite guest but I, I get think it. that if they're, there's they're honest apprehension around it, it's not that I'd go on solo with them. It's just that it's you. You have girl garnered a fan base and like set the tone for what around the way curls. And they've co- and half not. of them and you're have more come your own being yeah. on there. A half lot of, of them have come over here and on. love this podcast, and I'm sure a mo- uh, whole lot of that has to do with you. It'll so, be all right. It's okay. It's I'm excited. Great. I'm excited to talk to Bridget. I'm excited to chop it with Mandy. Mandy's talking about <laughs> interesting topic, and I'm like, let's go. It's gonna Yay. be good. So make sure y'all check that out. It'll be a blast. Just a blast. It's a good old party. <laughs> For my hot shit, I have two. Um, another podcast that you guys should really check out if you just want to navel gaze and talk about all of the metaphysical things. These are two well one brilliant i think she is the main host but she often has guests on it seems like she has this um continuous guest which may or may not be her partner i don't know but it's a male female um dynamic bobo's void is the name of this podcast um i would recommend you watch it on youtube because it's also this like beautiful visual media as well where they set it the way that they set it it's often like outside with a beautiful landscape and then they're just talking their shit and they're really really brilliant and again talking about people disrupting and saying all the things they're they're i'm often listening to it like that's crazy but Mm. it makes a lot of sense um but they say there is space to spiral and explore philosophy and the absurd world that we live in in a way that's accessible fun and easy to digest and i think you guys should um go check them out where'd Bobo you find them Boyd. through rasheed rasheed y'all all the hot shit come from rasheed <laughs> i just want you to shout out to rasheed <laughs> another if you guys are in new york i'm gonna try and go to this if you're in new york um, are planned to be in New York anytime before January of 2023. So the remaining of this year, you guys should go check check out this exhibit. Um, Black is beautiful. It's the photography of Kwame Brothwaite, and he is a photographer that has captured some of the most beautiful portraits of Black folks. Black is beautiful is like Antoinette talked about mission statement. That is his. Mm. mission as a photographer to capture and represent beautiful black people in the 70s and the 60s is when he really shined and where most of his iconic photography um was shot but he's 84 years old and again to all the artists to all the creatives out there this man is 84 years old and he is just, I don't know if he's just now. I think for a lot of people in the art community, he was making waves. But like 84 years old with the exhibition in. Oh, his stuff is gorgeous. He's getting, oh, my God. I know his he's work. He's getting his flowers. He's getting his recognition. And it's great. Take your kids. I feel like it's a perfect date. So if you're trying to impress your a new boo for all the niggas listening, all the folks listening, everybody. Go take them to this with the coffee or some wine. And where is it at, though? Get into it. 
It's at the exhibition at the New York Historical Society. I don't know. You just Google it. I don't know where that shit's at. I'm Googling Museum it and library. Oh, okay. Um, and again, it's happening until January 2023. Dope. Dope. I might go see that then. You should. I need it's to. Perfect. I mean, not might. I'm looking it up. I need to find it. And I need to get back to the outline. All right. Uh, all righty. Politics as usual. You know what was coming. Midterm elections are November 8th. Um, I think it's it, it's all this landscape. This climate is interesting. Um, I was listening to my girls. Oh, I got to get the, the the clip. I was listening to my girls on The View. <laughs> And um, uh, they were they were nervous because um, well, the polls the polls polls are interesting. You know, a lot of the polls are saying there was a New York Times poll that came out and it said that um, basically seventy, I believe it was close to seventy percent of Americans feel like our democracy is in jeopardy but only 20 percent of americans feel like there's anything they can do about it when it comes to wow resignation collective resignation yeah and so you know joy behar is somebody who definitely (laughs) sorry i need to get this clip together she definitely is very passionate about democracy. She's very passionate about voting, et cetera, et cetera. And she was talking about that collective resignation and how terrifying it is. And they also had April Ryan on who is the longest um, black, like running black woman who um, is a white house correspondent, 25 years, I believe. And she was talking about how, well, whenever you feel this resignation, just know black women will come through and save the day. The democracy is on black women's shoulders as it's always been because we show up and we vote. And of course, April Ryan is coming from a very democratic standpoint, but they were talking about the things that are on the ballot and something interesting that I was recognizing is that Biden is really pushing and we're going to get into this on Thursday, but really pushing this, this, a couple of couple of narratives, but one, of course, abortion and abortion rights. Um, he seems to be dangling these carrots to kind of draw out certain communities, which, of course, he has to do for the midterms. But, um, you know, he's saying that if they can get if they can c- continue to hold the House and the Senate, um, and if they can hold them in wider margins, um, he will absolutely work to codify Roe v. Wade, to codify abortion rights. Now, right now, we're short a handful of votes. Um, and so he's like, if you care about the right to choose, then you go out and vote. That's why these midterm elections are so critical to elect more Democratic senators in the United States Senate and more Democrats to keep control of the House of Representatives. Um, Since most legislation requires and we we talked about this on a previous episode, but I'm going to revisit since most legislation requires a 60 vote threshold to advance in the Senate due to the filibuster rule. 
Democrats would need to abolish the filibuster in order to allow the laws to pass. So what is the filibuster? Let's go back. The filibuster is a tactic um, that senators use now. It was this wasn't its original purpose, but senators use this to block debates on a bill and prevent it from being passed. Um, And they basically stall a piece of legislation. So filibusters used to be where senators go up and they talk for 24 hours. Have you, you've seen that, right? Oh yeah. 24 hours. They'll, they'll, they won't stop talking. So they'll, they'll just keep talk. Like it was a rigorous physical effort where they had to go up there and they'll talk all goddamn night if they have to, to stall this bill. And it's one Senator um, who usually does it. And they take it on and they drink their caffeine and they go for it and they just won't shut up. Um, Now it's become a lot easier to filibuster. Now all you have to do is like send an email and say, I don't agree with this. You're not, I'm not on board. So with Biden, he's trying to toe the line because both Democrats and Republicans utilize the filibuster to block bills. So Biden's fear is if we get rid of the filibuster, then that means that the bills that we want to block sometimes we won't be able to anymore. It's a slippery slope. So he's trying to toe the line and he's saying he doesn't want to get rid of it, but he wants to slow it down by bringing back only the talking filibuster, which would require senators to talk all night. And it's oh rigorous. What in the- Which is just more political theater. And, and what's interesting is that more filibuster... Theater. That came to be, I forget what year, and I had it written down. Damn, damn, damn. But it came to be, I think, in 18-something. And it was it was met, so, it was put into place so that everyone could be heard. So that there wasn't like this situation where no one, the, the one person wasn't able to get their full thoughts across. And so now people realize like, oh, well, we can use this to block everything. And so they're just weaponizing it in that way. But I think it's interesting that he's calling, you know, he's really putting his eggs in this abortion basket. And I, I don't know. We'll see if it works. Most I voters that, right that now. Feels, go ahead. That feels like the, the hottest topic too. So that's the other thing. It's not yeah. most voters right now are talking about inflation, inflation. and the impeding recession mm-hmm. because most voters vote their pocketbooks. And so I have a clip that I'd like to play about inflation because <laughs> the, the narrative around inflation is what inflation is coming. Uh, it, we're, we're, experiencing inflation because of the war in Ukraine. We're experiencing inflation because of the pandemic, yada, 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 all this shit. But w- there, let, let's just listen to this. All important. And, so, and we ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. So while Republicans seem to be putting the blame again on Democrats for rising inflation, Congresswoman Katie Porter is going viral right now. I love this woman. Yes, because she is no joke. And she's going viral for exposing the real culprit. Take a look. According to this chart, what is the biggest driver of inflation during the pandemic? The blue is the, the dark blue is the recent period. It would be corporate profits. And what is that percentage? 
it is 54%, and that number does stay that level of high if you update that number to more recent numbers as well. So over half of the increased prices people are paying are coming from increases in corporate profits. Yes. And how does that compare to historically, to other periods of inflation or over other periods of economic time? As reflected there in another analysis, it is significantly higher in this recovery. 11.5%. And what is it today? Uh, 53%. So the inflation is actually happening due to, at this point, due to corporate greed. They are in a position where they can lower their prices, but because we're we're willing or need to pay for gas for Resign certain services to pay for certain things that they speak on it, that this is what is happening. And so Whoopi and them go on, and Whoopi Whoopi that was a clip from the View, of course. And Whoopi goes on to say how frustrating it is that you know they keep saying that the Democrats don't get this narrative out. But it's like, well, well, I think I think if we were, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I think because politics is so entrenched with with finances in a lot of ways that mm-hmm. both the Democrats and the Republicans would have to change policies, would have to change some of the ways that they uphold their influence and power in, in politics. So it was is just well, as Democrats maybe are never, risky for Democrats. No, to Democrats say the same aren't. Things. I don't know if I agree with that because Democrats don't. Democrats want corporate America to pay taxes. Corporate America to an extent. Yes. To an extent. To an extent. So go to ahead an and extent. elaborate on that. I can't elaborate on it, but the 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 idea that Democrats are in any way have a higher moral ground. And are less entrenched in serving their own power and their own f- influence in politics than Republicans is why is absurd to me. That doesn't make sense. They are that's impossible. It's just not true. So I, not what true. I will so the ways in which they benefit from corporate, the ways in which they make decisions around corporate tax breaks, even the even the recent. Um, I don't want to get into this long conversation. Even the recent environmental bill that was passed, basically it is given, they're allowing corporations to decide through tax incentives to be more environmentally um, strategic. But it's like these corporations, these major financial Goliath is they run this shit they figure out all these loopholes to get away to like get the tax breaks but also not change or do anything different in their practices of but you, of, of how they're running their business you realize like, that Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin wouldn't sign on unless they did that but so, none, nonetheless the nonetheless the your idea that Democrats are somehow morally. I didn't say that, but that, that's my case. So the, the fact that corporations, the fact that um, these billionaires exist, the fact that economics runs the capitalism runs the ways that it does mm-hmm. 
nationally and internationally and the politics that happens to make that all happen, it can't be because Democrats are like, you know, subservient somehow to like this big demon that is the Republicans. And they're just like, we're just trying to fight the good fight. Like it's money. It's capitalism. It's money. Their money is pulling the strings, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. And I know a lot of people think like, oh, that's conspiracy. I do not have the facts. But if if you understand that capitalism, which is a system that exploits and only function is to make money and to keep costs down and to get as many resources globally that then that is the system that financially keeps America was started or not it capitalism didn't start America but that's the shit that keeps this this country being what it is and and this myth of what America this great space of possibility and like moral high ground is just it's a lie it's money that money moves the Democrats and the Republicans so what I'm saying is within that and you don't have to be a capitalist and I don't have to be a capitalist but what I'm saying in terms of the midterm elections within that Democrats are putting forth plans to try to even the play, the the playing field a bit when it comes to tax reform and they cannot get it passed especially when it comes to corporate tax dollars they want to tax these corporate dollars in order to make mm-hmm. it easier on the people who are getting exploited so it might be a band-aid over a you know a gunshot but what I'm saying is one is better than the other in, in this. Not perfect, not without flaws, but one is a little better. And and the yeah. other thing, too, is that Biden just rolled out some new tax brackets that's supposed to put money back in our pockets. I just read about that today as well. So there are things happening. But when it comes to corporate dollars, Republicans, because the corporations are so entrenched in their pockets. They are not willing to even have a discussion around changing corporate tax laws is what I'm saying. That's all. And so when we're talking about inflation being driven by corporate greed, there is something to be said about putting pressure on these corporations that Republicans just are not willing to do at all. Not saying that every nobody the dems hands aren't dirty within this capitalist society at all just that very narrow um that narrow conversation that is sadly um the and not sadly i mean i guess if you can't put food on your fucking table or put gas in your car to get to work that's gonna be your top priority in voting um but unfortunately so many people vote against so many republicans especially vote against their own interests because they fall in line with the party. It's, it's, it's interesting, but in other news as well, speaking about, Oh, did you have something else? I'm sorry. Mm -mm, No, I said word. And other, but I agree with you and other news as well. Voter suppression in Florida. It's good. (laughs) This is not funny. So Florida is is the ghetto. Ciao. Sorry. Shout out to all the Floridians. Um, They passed a law. I think it was, I don't remember when, but a law has been passed and it wasn't, it's fairly recent, but not this year where they are allowing convicted felons to vote 
as long as their time is served, as long as they're not on um, probation, I believe. Um, So now Governor DeSantis is arrest is issuing arrest warrants. Okay. For voter fraud. And so there was some sort of caveat that no one was fucking aware of where convicted murderers and child and, and, and convicted child molesters could not vote. They were not counted in the convicted felons, right? Apparently this was not communicated to poll workers. This was not commu- like this rollout was, was a, a, a mess. Oh, they're being arrested. After? And they are being arrested. They had, um, Damn. They have audio of police officers going up to mostly black and brown folks saying, I'm so sorry, I have to arrest you, you got a warrant. And the guy's like, what? For what? They have to realize these are convicted felons. So now you're getting arrested. And now it's getting even more tricky because you have priors. So he's ruining oh these fucking people's lives. They have police officers saying, I have never seen any shit. I, I don't even know what for. And he was like, they told me I could vote. I went to the, I did my civic duty. Like I went to the polls and voted. They said I could vote. And they're like, we're sorry, we have to arrest you. So these are convicted murder. Well, the people that they are targeting are convicted murderers and child pedoph- pedophiles. We don't even, that have apparently served time not. Apparently that not. So that's the other thing. The caveat is a p- convicted murderers and child molesters. Pit of, um, whatever. I can't say the word right now. But some of the people that were getting the arrest warrants weren't the, they, they were arrested for violent offenses, but it wasn't murder and it wasn't child molestation. So they're the like, ghetto. why am I being, what is happening? Like ghetto. the rules are not clear. They've interviewed poll workers saying, we didn't know that. We were just told that if they served their time and they weren't on parole, they could they could vote. Like The ghetto. So it's more than the ghetto. They're ruining these people's fucking lives. And it was heartbreaking to hear the interviews, to hear these people being whisked away after they got their fucking second chance. And I'm hoping that there's some sort of civil rights organization that is going to bat for these folks in Florida because it's horrible. And the other thing is that I've thought about it and was like, I know what this motherfucker's doing. He's one, obviously, it's voter suppression. He's trying to scare people into not voting. But he's smart. He also knows that if if liberal media and liberal uh, politicians come out and start offending, uh, excuse me, and start... Um, not offending mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. Yeah, start supporting murderers and, and murderers and uh-huh. child molesters and saying hey you can't arrest these people that is a fucking headline democrats democrats care more about people who murder and people who will molest your children than child. the state of the union boom headline and now he's got something to run on now he's got those Voters that are on the edge and don't know which way he's swinging them. So you have you don't even hear about this really because they're tiptoeing on that line of like, what the fuck? What do I? What do we even do with this one? And it's sad that that is also where media has gotten us. 
where you can't even, because media is so entrenched with podcast opinions like you and I, instead of just saying what the facts are, having interviewing people and putting it out there and not being a part of the story, they, they're not even reporting on it. I hate it here. I hate it here, I right? I hate it here. I hate it here. It's <laughs> wild, wild times. We know how to keep you inspired. I'm so sorry. I know. But that, <laughs> anyway, midterms are coming up. You know that I'm about to get in my political bag. Hopefully, I'm able to do it more. Hopefully, the filibuster makes sense um, because I've just been busy, but I'm going to keep watching. And I still haven't talked about Herschel Walker, and that that is just. Ciao. That's that Negro with a bunch of it. kids and stuff. And yeah, you touched showing on up it at debates. He won't show up to the debates. He keep Joe. He doesn't need to. He's he is locked in. He he's doing well. That's the oh scariest part. That's that's what I'm wow. talking about. Is that he's doing well. He's not, not getting well. blown out of the water by any means. This is a sign of the times. It's the sign of the people. So that's what I'm. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Saying when people are talking about the democracy is really at risk. It is. It truly is because there you also and I don't remember her name, but there was a Republican a Republican nominee who I forget where she's running, some red state. And they said, "If you lose, will you accept the results of the election?" And she said, "I'll accept them if I win." What? <laughs> No, seriously, like she that. Said I said it with my motherfucking chest. That's now. not Act funny, like though. That's not funny. Like now we're at this place where like it's crumbling. It's crumbling, and this is what. It, and it's not crumbling it's due to it, imploding. Thank you. And it's it, it's not due to us uprising and revolting and having a real plan. It's literally just falling apart. <laughs> Oh, I hope you're well, enjoying this episode of Around the Way. <laughs> this shit is real, though. It's real. This shit is real. It's scary so, and it's real. I don't know if you guys heard, but recently Van Gogh's famous artwork piece, The Sunflower, was vandalized by Just Stop Oil protesters. <laughs> and these children went up to the artwork at a museum in London and threw tomato cans at it. Open tomato cans or just open tomato cans and the tomato soup dripped down (laughs) the front of the piece and the two children stood up and shared their spiel around. If you think that 
this is alarming. You should be alarmed that the oil companies are making millions in profits and people can't put food on their tables. So they went off talking their good shit. They couldn't be over 21 years old. Mm. The internet was set ablaze with criticism. <laughs> this is how fucked up we are. With criticism for these young children trying to find a way to disrupt and wake the masses out of their slumber and trying to say you guys value artwork more than the future of this fucking earth that is falling apart so wait people were mad at them not people inspired. were like what they could have said that without having to <laughs> what does artwork have to do with this like they could have said that like with a viral tiktok video like, people why really did listen they, why did they have to do that um fortunately i guess the artwork was not damaged it's behind glass because these motherfuckers, this is a mi million dollar piece of artwork. They are not letting the raggedy public have access to these pieces so that they can go and throw tomato sauce and do, you know, our unwell shenanigans on top of it. But this young girl had this to say, and we got to listen to Phoebe. Phoebe Plummer is her name. Phoebe, talk your shit, girl. Now, I would like to make one thing perfectly clear. We did no damage to the painting whatsoever. I was in court yesterday, heard that there's been minimal damage done to the frame, which is repairable and replaceable, and absolutely no damage done to the painting. It was behind glass, and we never, ever would have considered doing it if we didn't know that it was behind glass and that we wouldn't do any damage. I mean, literally, we were sat there still glued to the wall. They wiped it off with a bit of kitchen roll. I recognise that it looks like a slightly ridiculous action. I agree, it is ridiculous. But we're not asking the question, should everybody be throwing soup on paintings? We're, what we're doing is getting the conversation going so we can ask the questions that matter. Questions like, is it okay that Liz Truss is licensing over 100 new fossil fuel licenses? Is it okay that fossil fuels are subsidized 30 times more than renewables when offshore wind is currently nine times cheaper than fossil fuels? Is it okay that it is there in action that has led us to the cost of living crisis? Where this winter people are going to be forced to choose between heating and eating? This is the conversation we need to be having now because we don't have time to waste. Last year, Sir David King said what we do in the next three to four years will determine the future of humanity. So we're doing these, we're using these actions to get media attention because we need to get people talking about this now. And we know that civil resistance works. History has shown us that it works. I'm stood here today as a queer woman and the reason that I'm able to vote, the reason I'm able to go to university, hopefully someday marry the person I love, is because of people who have taken part in civil resistance before me. Shout out to Phoebe uh, who did the best that she could in that but i think she was really talking that good shit and um again i think everybody should listen to on the daily this episode called the sunday read the rise and fall of america's environmentalist underground and it is the story of the earth liberation front and their use of economic sabotage to disrupt and fuck up the systems or the industries that are responsible for polluting the planet. 
And I think I talked about it before on the podcast, but these folks weren't necessarily going and like filming themselves throwing tomato soup on a, a famous piece of art. These people were going and literally blowing up buildings like they were doing radical, radical, crazy, destructive, disruptive work to bring not only attention to their cause, which is around, you know, protecting the environment, but also they were fucking up the money for so many of these companies because it was millions and millions of dollars. And the the amount of um, talent that these people had, the organizations, they were so fucking tight that they couldn't be found. And in 2012, they were the number one America's most wanted. They were considered as eco-terrorists was the name that they were giving, um, given. And they were, they were, it was like, it was like you're a wet dream for like spies and like, you know, radical rebels underground, like niggas revolting and, and, and doing the damn thing. But I just, it goes to say that at this point in time, following the same systems and thinking that the change that needs to happen is by us being resigned to doing the same thing versus throwing a bomb, throwing, breaking glass, like maybe not those literal things, but maybe those literal fucking things because we're, we are in a deep slumber and I don't know how we're ever going to get to that collective disruption if in our own lives we are we are dead. In our own lives we are so resigned to like getting up and doing the thing. And it's not I'm not talking about you doing your work so that you can be recognized so that you can be famous so that you can get money like that's not the disruption that's not the narrative that's not the thing that i'm saying that's not the the carrot or the appeal that i'm trying to offer folks and i think a lot of us think like oh me following my dreams or like i'm a i gotta get i gotta quit my job so i can get put on some way so i can like be seen um is this enticing story that mm -hmm. we feel guilty about that we don't do? But I think it's just the, the, the basic things in our daily routines that we can do to disrupt our slumber, whether it be, I'm going to have, and I know this sounds crazy, but like, I'm just gonna have a dance session. I'm going to tell my husband, I don't like the way he kisses me. I'm going to speak up at my job about needing help i'm going to seek somebody that fucking can help me because rather than me swallowing this shit i'm going to call a fucking podcast and share my story of not knowing of of, of feeling fucking dismissed and feeling like wildly alone like these things that we have to break out of because this this is this is like there's so much at stake and we're in such a deep slumber and I'm, I'm proud of Phoebe and I aspire to the courage of like the earth liberation front. And like, maybe we just have to hear these stories and see what's possible. Cause I, I think we have no idea of what's possible. We just think we got to get rich or die trying. We got to get married and have 
kids and buy a house. We got to be creative so that we can be seen so that we can make money somehow Mm -hmm. or like feel free. Like, I don't know. We just, I think we have to be wildly interested and obsessed with liberation and whatever that means to you. But I think we're in just, I think we're in so much trouble. And in my own life, I can just see where I'm like resigned and asleep and uh, just going along with the flow. And it's just, it's, we're in so much trouble. Sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm on my soapbox tonight. No, I'm you're not. Sorry. It's funny. But like, it's fucking me up. It's so well, serious. For folks. So we recorded Thursday's episode, everyone, before this one, oh, before Mondays. No, no, no. It's fine. And this is so connected to what I talked about for Thursday's episode with the how. And like imagining something else and feeling it in you not knowing how to execute but i think what you're saying are you okay yeah i'm just worried like i think i feel really like we're we're in trouble like in our own personal lives there's like the collective thing but in our own personal lives that's where it has to it has to change it has to, something has to break or or open unfold i think that's a better that feels better to me than uh break or change but girl i took that walk and i said wow maybe we're gonna be okay something as simple as that (laughs) i was like oh this is this is the science to doing it this is the practice of doing it it may not be raging against the machine but it's just like doing this really gentle stuff to realize what's not working and what's possible anyway child i don't know i guess my what what i would say is all of us have to go what in our personal lives is resigned to disaster and self-destruction and we know it and we don't seem to have the power to address it in your personal life i think that's the end of the episode i don't think we should talk about anything else after that i think we need to leave folks with that I know it's other shit on here, but that's really powerful. And I think it's a powerful place to stop. Do you agree? Yes. Can you ask that question again? (laughs) (laughs) I got to write it down myself. Like what in me is resigned to disaster? Yeah. I don't know where I put it, girl. Why are we so resigned? And what in our lives is resigned to disaster and self-destruction and we know it we know it and we just don't seem to have the power to address it to move to take action to feel powerful we feel so uh, like we don't know yeah we just feel so flaccid just like oh i don't know cogs call or yeah yeah it's remember <sighs> not to bring oh my god never mind because i was about to bring what? beyonce up you we were listen somehow this all comes back to beyonce <laughs> and that is the end of it keep <laughs> now, going girl you know like What'd the nine say? to five just stay alive remember that song <laughs> and she was like in that trance state yeah. of like and it was like a clock the way she was singing it nine to five just yeah. stay alive just stay alive just stay alive and it's like that every day 
It's like I woke up today and I was like, holy shit, it's October. What? And I look back like, what, do you, what did you do? What did you live? I, but I, I, I would push against that because I think you have been cultivating really rich relationships which are making and you feel the life in those relationships mm-hmm. and the possibility in those relationships. So that nine to five is like, this isn't right. I know what it's like to like be alive, be have open. some things happening to be unfolding for possibility for excitement to exist. So it's like the nine to five, but it's like, you really fuck with your husband. You really want to be married. You really not Shanti really, advocating That's really for your divorce. friend? That's mm. really... You really like men? You really like women? Like, what What are you just doing? Because you... Because we... I don't know. Because you don't know what else is possible. I gotta go to bed. <sighs> Y'all just listen to Shanti... <laughs> unravel re-ravel unlearn i'm sorry that was a lot i'm sorry i I love it that was a lot we gonna hold space because you listen you are bringing us along and helping us see ourselves more clearly that's all we ask all right y'all that's it we not talking about nothing else you take that and you sit with it god damn it (laughs) (laughs) another light episode of around the way another light Inspiring. I will say because we recorded Thursday's episode first. Thursday's episode is a little lighter than that. Yeah, <laughs> we had a little bit of fun with our guests. You gonna cackle? She got real good energy. Shout out to Kim. It's gonna be a good, a funky good time. All right. They said these Mondays were for Kikiing. Now, D- did you Why? see how? Are you <laughs> for pop culture, bitch? We talked about throwing tomato cans at art and <laughs> and disrupting. <laughs> Let me tell you, if we the most non-pop culture having this An economic sabotage, and girl. the two the two pop culture <laughs> items that we had, we were I was like, fuck it, we done. Fifty Cent, I don't care, and Kevin Spacey, I don't care. Nope, that's a shame. But and it's not a shame. Get serious. Internet is up. Chick- I'm pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> I am pissed that this Philadelphia 76ers partnered with chick-fil-a they they were partnering with wendy's every time (laughs) no i'm serious every time somebody missed two free throws the opposing team at a home game they missed two free throws in a row you would get a free frosty oh my god now you get a free it's like choking on chicken basket because they choked at the free throw line and it's chick-fil-a matter of fact we we should i'm gonna talk about this to lighten it up but this is not light either (laughs) Where the fuck are your priorities, Philadelphia 76ers? Why are you partnering with Chick-fil-A? And to all my queer folks who I know y'all, some of y'all, who fucking love Chick-fil-A. Stop. First of all, unpopular opinion, that chicken is not that good. I said it. Say it with your chest. It ain't even all that good for y'all to be all that that hype. It's really not. It's okay. Some people don't really care about you. They just doing their a job. They train well. That's called a good business model. All Not them is, motherfuckers caring right, about you. All Chick-fil-A, honestly, like Chick-fil-A don't taste that goddamn good. I have never, I had one Chick-fil-A thing with Jade and was like, I'm, w- this is what it is. I like the Popeye's chicken sandwich better. I said it. And their Secondly, fries ain't good. And they're, 
Yo, them waffle, big ass waffle they, fry things. Like, I was irritated. They're the white people of fries is the Chick-fil-A, I think. <laughs> Yo. Now, the black people of fries is Checkers, girl. Checkers fries is delicious. It's nothing but Old Bay or something on it. I don't that know what shit, that salty shit is. is. I said, these but Popeye's has even... stepped their their fries up, too. Not that I've been eating Popeye's lately, <laughs> but I might have snuck it last week. I was going through something. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I don't fuck with Christian or not. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Wait. Wrong name. Tricky. <laughs> Read that wrong. Dan Kathy, who is the damn uh, owner of Chick-fil-A, who... He's one of these Christian billionaires. Is Dan? I might have wrote oh. Don, but it's Dan. I'm pretty sure. Is it oh, Don? These millionaires. I'm telling it's you, it's tricky. I don't care either. No, it's it's Daniel Truitt, Kathy. Hey, him. First of all, your seven seven point one billionaire. That's what this motherfucker is worth. Mm. He's one of these Christian billionaires who donates large amounts of money to organizations that spearhead the derailment of the Equality Act. Oh, and the, grow up. listen, the Get way that this person just life. does not want to get behind gays. They be just, so gay too. They be the gayest <laughs> motherfuckers out there. They love the same sex so much. It's just like, what is wrong with y'all? What's Projecting. wrong with y'all? And I know that everybody's going to be like, well, Chick-fil-A stopped. They stopped donating to anti-LGBTQIA groups. But guess what? The CEO, Dan Kathy, has not. He's exactly. still donating and can't stop, mm-hmm. won't stop. And he also is on the record saying the same, same-sex same marriage would invite God's judgment on the country. And then stop giving like his God, money. That's other, what's going to invite God's judgment on this country. Not you being a billionaire. You gay, bro. <laughs> you gay? But the other thing is, sis, I just, I just want to point out that like he stopped donating money to organizations that supported same-sex marriage. Like the fucking, um, what's the Salvation Army? Why, you that mad that you stopped giving oh, money to the Salvation Army? Like who... It's like, fuck the Salvation Army. Nobody. The Red Cross, sometimes people feel that they're tricky. Fuck them. But the mm-hmm. Salvation Army? No. That's, the, fuck Chick-fil-A. And y'all need to stop goddamn eating it. Not right. Philly. Philly ain't got no goddamn scruples. I'm so mad at them. I'm so I'm so disappointed, deeply disappointed in the Philadelphia Seventy Sixer organization. city would support this? I saw that one, um on water ice that instagram you, you followed it and they were like the 76ers now are partnering with chick-fil-a i said what the f- what happened to the frosty anyway said, bring wendy's back bring wendy's back make wawa first of all let's keep it, it local wawa it these stores wawa. having to close down because these little kids out here are acting up that that business needs help uh oh we gotta go because you gotta asterisk <laughs> on your video some shit we derailing this anyway we we really got somewhere internet what's gonna happen it I says your know. computer is not allowing riverside to record mm. what should i do reload it yeah. god god did not this want episode it was jesus over. um i don't know what happened oh my god but this episode is over anyway that might have been Christian Jesus that was like, you guys got to stop defaming Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I think it was. As soon as, we, it was started, right wing as soon as we started talking about Chick-fil-A, 
our fucking technology blew up which is very right wing jesus could you imagine like all this work that we're doing like imagine if god was really that much of a hater it was like no actually i put all these different religions on earth and you were supposed to pick the right one and follow me and rebuke all the rest and you you had one job and you didn't do it to hell you go for eternity imagine if that was really imagine that would just be real tricky. I had to be good at really. Like, God would I, be Thanos. I had to learn how to do math. Like, what's the probability? Of <laughs> yeah, like what? Anyway, we gotta go. I'm done. I'm done with I'm this. Exhausted. It's eleven o'clock. My head hurts. I, we love y'all so much. More than you know. Hope you enjoyed this kiki episode. All right, <laughs> lighthearted episode. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. You know you was crying. I saw your little eyes. I said, "What the fuck?" She cried over was the soup can a little bit. Yeah, that's why I was like, "Are you okay?" I was impassioned. Yes. All right. Bye. You have just heard an around the way curls, John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Come to the side that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. When I sit alone, come get a little known, but I need more than myself this time. Step from the road to the sea to the sky, and I do believe that we rely on. When I lay it on, come get to play it on all my life to sacrifice. Hey, yo, listen what I say, yo. I got your hey, yo. Now listen.